It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Craig McMillan is one of the great black caps, and he's on the line. G'day, Craig. G'day, boys. How are we going? <laughs> uh, how does that rate, honestly, Craig? We, we we're all sort of... I'll tell you what we aren't, aren't too great at in Australia, and that is supporting cricket when Australia is not in it. But let me tell you this. I had been to a number of venues, and people had the phones out. They were watching the test match between New Zealand and England. It was riveting stuff. And, and where does this place itself in the history of sport for New Zealand? Uh, right at the very top, right? In terms of test cricket, I mean, it's only been done twice in terms of a one-run win in terms of test history, and only four times. Yeah. fourth time in two and a half thousand test matches that a side has been forced to follow on and gone on to win the match. So it is. it was one of the most remarkable test matches I've ever seen. Um, and for it to get to that close in terms of one run was quite remarkable. So, yeah, it was a special match. I guess made a little bit more speci- special just by the fact that New Zealand were on the right side of the ledger, boys, because generally New Zealand's <laughs> on the wrong side of the ledger. We haven't got over the 2019 Cricket World Cup in England. Oh, so, uh, yeah, yeah nice, nice for the result to go New Zealand's way, but, yeah, special game of cricket. England always seemed to win those tight ones too, so it was actually yeah. like it was great to see it go there because when it, when it started to get close, you know, the pessimist in me was like, oh, here we go again. They, yeah. they win again. They say, I don't like England. <laughs> They're going to win again. Mm. And I was seriously, <laughs> were you in the com box, mate, at the time? Or? Yeah. yeah, I was lucky enough to be on the call. So, um, yeah, very privileged to um, to be on the call at that specific time. So um, it was nerve-wracking as hell. I mean, it was one hit away. It was one thick edge, one inside edge away for, from England winning. Um so it could have gone either way. Um, it was just so intense. I mean, a good crowd. The Barmy Army were out, so they'd, they'd been there over the five days um, and, and just created a great atmosphere around the ground. So it was um, it was a pretty cool test match. And I guess, boys, it just re-emphasised to me why test cricket is so special and why we can't let test cricket die. Um, there's a lot of people that want test cricket cut down to four days. We wouldn't have had the ebbs and flows over those five days if we had four-day test cricket, and it wouldn't have culminated in in that um, victory or that that ending that we all want. So test cricket's unique, it's special, um, it's traditional, yes, um, but it's got to be kept alive because it is so different to the other formats. Okay, let's go down memory lane. Let's go to February 2007. Craig McMillan and Brendan McCullum blasted New Zealand to another massive (laughs) run chase as they negated Matthew Hayden's 181 and inflicted a clean sweep on Australia at Hamilton, and it goes on. But that man who was part of that with yourself, Brendan McCullum, and it's two syllables that the New Zealanders aren't particularly loving at the moment called Baz Ball, but it was his audacious play to to declare at the the point they were at, which made it the game it was, wasn't it, Craig? Yeah, it was, and he's certainly taken this England team to, I think, new heights. Challenging heights is going to be very interesting. That the Ashes coming up is obviously the next big, big series, and obviously, um, you know, you generally Australia has had a little bit of a stranglehold on the Ashes over the last last wee while. But his his way of playing is probably almost Australian like. So 
Um, he's not a fan of baseball, but what it is, I guess, is an aggressive style of, of cricket that um, England have never really played, if we're being honest. Um, Australia have. That's, that's always been their style to, to push and pull the game further ahead. So um, it's going to be an intriguing series, but Brendan McCullum is certainly, I guess, and Ben Stokes, you have to say Ben Stokes, um, he's bought into it as well, and, and his mindset is very aggressive as well. So um, I just can't wait for that series. I think it's going to be an intriguing one. So so good for the game, and it's been a fascinating series. But you mentioned uh, McCullum and playing like the Australians or sort of heading that way. Well, funny you say that because Australia was the only country ever to enforce a follow-on and get beat. Now Basball joins that. Um, just, just on that, Craig, we are chatting with Craig McMillan, you know, legend of the sport when it comes to the Black Caps and cricket. When he did declare, or sorry, when he forced the follow-on, did you sort? Was there party that thought, "Oh, geez, that's a bit sort of bold"? Or what, what did you think at the time? Well, I didn't think it was bold. They were two hundred and thirty ahead. To be fair, but was, mm. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of boldness about it, and and the pitch was still doing plenty. Actually, yep. it was um, there was still enough help for the England bowlers. So I thought, yeah, I, I mean, we talked about it. It's just the fourth time it had been done, so that the odds were pretty much firmly stacked that. Every time previously to that test match that New Zealand had to follow on, um, they've had a couple of draws and they've lost. They've never won a test match. So um, I guess it was one of those things that was going to take something special, and, and it did. Um, the owners put on 150, so they sort of, I guess, calmed the nerves, got New Zealand through that tricky period. Kane Williamson showed why he's one of the greatest, well, certainly New Zealand's greatest to have, have held a bat and certainly one of the modern-day greats with um, some of those other players like... Coley and Smith and Root. Mm. Um, so he, he did a job, scored 100. He'd been short of runs throughout the series, scored 100 when New Zealand needed it. They did lose five for 28, so they actually could have set England something a little bit more challenging, but they had a little bit of a whoopsie at the end and lost five for 28, a little bit like Australia have today. India, where that lower order just <laughs> collapsed. Oh, so, yeah. There's, yeah. The, there's uh, the dagger waiting yeah, for it. Yeah. <laughs> the Israel dagger. Um, yeah. so, so it might have been even more that they, they England were having to chase, but it set up for a sensational fifth day. Anytime the game goes into the fifth day and you've got all three results still in play, then it's um, then it's always good. So, uh, yeah, it was a great day of test cricket. Mate, being a, a former teammate and a friend of um, Brendan McCullum, was there any text messages you were sending him on that final day? Just, you know, mate, bit of a choke here, brother, or were you, <laughs> <laughs> were you, <laughs> you leave it alone? <laughs> no, leave it alone. Look, I mean, because... To be fair, his record had been pretty good. I think England had won 10 out of their previous 11 test matches that he'd been in charge of, along with Ben Stokes. So now he's 10 from 12, and he's got that. But that's that's his mantra. He's happy to, to lose the odd game if it means playing to that particular style. And, and that, will, that will be the same in the Ashes too. So um, you guys need to hang on, strap up, because um, England are going to come pretty hard at you. The only concern I've got really, boys, is for England, is um, is Ben Stokes. He's got trouble with the knee. Um, and we saw that when he was batting. He, he was struggling to run. Um, he's had a knee niggle for a period of time. He only bowled two overs in the whole test match. A- and England need him to be fit and firing, not only with bat, but also ball, if they're going to, I think, um, prove a bit of a headache for Australia in that Ashes series. So that will be a concern moving forward. But um, all in all, I think it sets up nicely for um, perhaps one of the best series that we've had in some time when um, Australia make their over to England. Uh, Craig, now a fellow countryman of yourself, uh, we call him Gibbo. He's the only person I know who 
demanded that all his mates chip in to buy him a new bat, and he averages one. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, he's a fellow countryman, and he was talking about this Harry Brook. He said, boys, this series is going to be tough. This Harry Brook can play. Um, yep. and, and this is really the series, I suppose, that he just put himself on the map, didn't he? He did indeed. I mean, if, he's, he's, I think he said three or three men of the match awards in the last four tests. He's um, averaging more. Well, he was until he got run out without facing the ball in that second innings by Joe Root, which <laughs> definitely helped New Zealand's cause. Um, he was averaging 100. So he was, uh, there were some records up there with Bradman and whatnot. So um, he's made a hell of a start. He's, he can play. Um, but I think that Australian fast bowling lineup will certainly test him the likes of Hazelwood Stark. Cummings um, and Nathan Lyon as well. That's a nice, well-rounded, and Cameron Green, I guess. So you throw him in the mix. So that's a nice, well-rounded attack that um, will test Harry Brook. But it's been a hell of a start to his test career, no doubt about that. And they haven't had Johnny Bairstow. So you throw Johnny Bairstow, who was outstanding over the English summer in terms of, I guess, gripping and running with baseball in terms of just playing aggressively with positive intent. Um, he scored a couple of hundreds against New Zealand over the winter. So you throw him back into that lineup and it strengthens it a little bit more. The only worry they've got really is at the top of the order where both openers Duckett looked okay, but Crawley's just a walking wicket at the moment. So there's concerns there, I guess, at the top of the order. Hey Craig, you're a Christchurch boy and uh, yeah. you know and my mail has it that you're a Canterbury Bulldogs fan. Is is that right? <laughs> yeah, from a very early age I guess um, anything to do with Canterbury, I bet, yes. and obviously the Canterbury Bulldogs. But uh, Lamb, my favourite um, player of all time. So, um, and there are a lot of Kiwis actually played for the Bulldogs over yes. the years, from Daryl Halligan to John Timu, um, Terry Hill. There's a whole. Oh, sorry, Gavin Hill. There's a whole heap of Kiwis who have played over the years. Jared McCracken. So, um, yeah, I've been a big supporter of the Dogs. It's a big year for the Dogs. There's been a bit of a rebuild yeah. under Gus Gould, hasn't there? And uh, yeah, we, absolutely. And, and the, the other thing. What I was thinking was, like, I know Christchurch, Canterbury, of course, but you know what, Philpy? I reckon most kids, and same may apply in rugby or any other sport, I reckon it's 11 or 12 when you sort of land on your team. Yep. And I was yep. just doing a bit of reverse engineering for a 13th of September 1976 model, being Craig, uh, our man. <laughs> and I thought that, yeah, well, 12 Canterbury were in the grand final in uh, 1988, going down to the... Well, in fact, they won the grand final, didn't they? Nineteen eighty-eight, the yeah. Bulldogs. Did that have something to do with it? Yeah, it did. But it just—I just loved. It. Obviously, the name Canterbury stuck with me, and mm. also once I'd found my team, I just enjoyed the players that they had there. Like Baba Lamb, what a legend he was. So I, I followed. We used to get bits and pieces. Of what used to be called the Winfield Cup in those days. Yeah. Um, we used to get highlights of that on a Sunday, Saturday afternoon. That I used to always sit down, and he was very prominent. Obviously, Baba. So. Um, yeah, I followed them from that point on. And then, obviously, a number of, as I said, New Zealanders made their way across to play for um, Canary Bankstown. So that always made it a bit easier to follow as well. So, yeah, I've got my fingers crossed that perhaps perhaps they might get near the eight. I think season. they will. What do, you, what do you boys think? You think they'll get close? Yeah, they're the team I've got. I think they will. Uh, their coach, is, I think, is a superstar. And, yeah. uh, you know, kick our... I've never in my life seen a better exponent of the charge down. There you go. Have you, Philby? Honestly, it's in yeah. the history of the game. Quite have you event. ever seen anyone score so many tries off a charge down the kick out? Have you got a stat for it? 
No. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would like to commend myself here. I'm mean, going to give yourself a wrap on this show, but Craig, before we interviewed you, the boys, and there's a lot of sporting knowledge in this studio right now. I mean, pup, Gibbo aside, yeah. but yeah. You, you two blokes yeah. um, know your stuff. And they were like, oh, why do you reckon he goes for the Bulldogs? Why do you reckon? And they were throwing around names of Kiwis yeah. that played for the Bulldogs. And I was like, I had a quick look at your bio, and I was like, it says here he played cricket for Canterbury. I reckon that's it. And uh, bang, I nail that. And also, I need a rap for not making a lamb joke uh, in reference to a Kiwi. Uh, just a minute earlier when you said Terry Lamb was your favourite person, I left it alone. Yeah. I thought I'd step aside from it and move on. Well, you leave it alone full stop. You you, you don't like lamb. No, in Fairdick, no, 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 in Fairdingham Stakes, you don't eat lamb. I don't do eat lamb. No, I don't eat lamb. Yeah. Why? Oh, I just feel like they need to be given a go. Yeah. You know, like... It's just be a good lamb chop, boys. No, 100%. <laughs> so, so, so you you'll eat beef. Well, yeah, aged, was, you know. so red, red meat's not a problem. Well, no, I just I feel like the you know it's a little like you know think about a little lamb at a petting zoo. Yeah, and then you're just like <laughs> chomping on its leg. There yeah, okay, go. all right, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, Craig, what else is happening over there, mate? Uh, well, it's actually at thirty degrees here in Christchurch, oh. boys, which oh. is uh, at the high end of our scale in terms of. Temperature, um, yeah. So there's another test match. New Zealand play next week against Sri Lanka, which is going to is going to be difficult to live up to what they've just come off. So uh, the test match is actually here in Christchurch, so um, something to look forward to. But yeah, no, I'm going to see the win tonight with a couple of cold ones and watch uh, this India Australian test match, which looks like it might go all of what two and a half days. <laughs> if lucky, yeah. Did you see that there was a, a social media influencer, an American, right, and she was getting stuck into Australia. When Queen Elizabeth died, she said, um, you know, like, if Australia are 18 hours in front of us or whatever it is, why didn't they tell us before, you know, oh, when it happened? Sure. Well, I'm blaming New Zealand. Why didn't you blokes tell us? Or you girls tell well, We didn't know, did we? No. So um, that's how that played out. But anyway... Uh, you still there, Craig? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave the comedy to the comedians, though. Yeah. No, I was quite enjoying enjoy that. Um, yeah. Mate, run us through this. Uh, this yeah, ramif- I was talking about cricket parlance. Yeah, yeah. You know when you're sort of halfway down the pitch and you know you're in big trouble? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was already committed to the run and yeah. I just had to keep on marching on. You had big eyes. You saw yeah. it. It was tossed up. You yeah. looked at it and you went, this is. Then yeah. all of a sudden you were like, I'm nowhere near the pitch of this. Nowhere near it. Uh, and that's all right. You missed it. You're stumped. Um... The, the series you just spoke about, Sri Lanka, New Zealand, um, has some ramifications for Australia moving forward. Maybe. Oh, yeah, depending if uh, this test match. Um, how do how you see it going? Do you think it might be a big ask for New Zealand to back up so quickly straight after, given the emotion of this last test? Oh, I don't think so. They're going to be on a dirty green win here in Christchurch next um, Thursday. And Sri Lanka have never really done well in recent times here in New Zealand. So... They, their batsmen will not enjoy the extra pace and bounce and the greenness of our surfaces. So I'm predicting a 2-0 win to New Zealand over that. It's only a two-test match series, which I think means that Australia and India will fight out um, the World Test Championship final. Is that right? Is that the calculations? Yeah, and who do you have, Craig, on neutral soil over there in England where it'll be played? Who, who would you like to be on? Um, obviously, recency bias, you think. You know, India have got the upper hand, but on neutral venue over in England, which team are you backing if that plays out that way? Uh, well, last time we, we obviously we, we had India in the final at Southampton, which we managed to win. So this will be perhaps India's second second chance mm. uh, at the World Test Championship. But unlike Australia, I just think they've got all bases covered and those conditions are 
closer to Australia's conditions at home than what they are India's, but you just never write off, off India. They are a classy side, and any side that has Virat Kohli um, in it, then you just got to be careful. So I think it'll be a hell of a match, but you'd have to say with that pace attack, if everyone's fit and and, and available to play, obviously there's no Cummings at the moment, but if everyone's fit and ready to play, then you think that Australia might just have their noses in front. No, well said. Uh, Craig, we've taken up a fair bit of your time uh, on this Thursday afternoon. We do appreciate it. Craig McMillan, thanks for joining the Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Always my pleasure, boys. Cheers.